This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about murder on the Orient Express. Oh, you're that Hercules guy. Hercule. <laughs> uh, and this is the newer version. This movie came out in 2017, which I can't believe already. I know. Uh... Directed by Kenneth Branagh, written by Michael Green, based on the uh, book by Agatha Christie, starring Kenneth Branagh, Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, uh, everybody, Judy Dench, uh, Josh Gad, Daisy Ridley, uh, a bunch of people. Let, Leslie Leslie Odom Jr., Derek Jacoby, Johnny Depp. Well, yeah, Johnny Depp. Uh, Lucy Boynton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, and yeah, I'm sorry, leaving somebody else. Somebody won an Academy Award. Uh, what's her name? Olivia Coleman. For this movie? Not for this movie. Oh. She's since won it. She won it for the uh, the favorite. Mm. Well, I'm and sure the movie was the, the favorite. Queen. It won an Oscar, but which one? The f- uh, yeah. The... <laughs> All right, well, Scott, or who ordered this? Scott, right? Yes, this is Scott. Who ordered, ordered, ordered Murder on the I, Orient Express? I hereby order that we watch Murder on the Orient Express. That's Bring me a ham sandwich. What's your history <laughs> with this sack of shit? What? what? Jeff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. God, just most proof. Bo- most boring movie I've ever seen. Proof again that I can never get a read <laughs> no on way. Jeff. Like, oh, I, get, I get art is subjective, but. I would I would have bet that Jeff would have like would have liked this movie. I mean, even if that I was would have great, too. I was looking forward to it. It was crap. It was not crap. <laughs> was too many too many thick accents. Objectively, not crap. Uh, it's not not flawless, but not crap. Uh, so, anyways, my history with it. Um, Six point five rating. Uh, the the world agrees with me. I'm surprised, okay. by the way, with that. Oh, yeah, because it's crap. It's not crap. It isn't. Uh, it's a good movie. There's there's a lot to like about this movie. Um, yeah. It was on my radar uh, just by virtue of the cast. I'm I, I don't know much about Agatha Christie or the the Hercule Poirot Hercule Poirot uh, stories or all along. It was Agatha movies. I I'd never seen the original, and I think that probably helped out with my enjoyment of, of this. Yeah, uh, you know, not not. Ha- I don't know how much they changed it for this adaptation, uh, but uh, I I caught it on its first run on on I think HBO. Uh, I did not see it in the theaters, and uh, was was very pleasantly. Uh, I would say surprised because I, I was looking kind of looking forward to sit down to watching it, uh, but I, I I wound up enjoying it a lot, and I've uh, watched it a few times since then. Including uh, just a couple days ago for the podcast. 
All right, I'll go next. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it. I remember, God, it just feels like the other day. I've seen trailers for this when I was going to the movies. It looked really good. I was actually looking forward to watching it, and I did not enjoy it. But we'll get into that. So that's the first, and I've never seen the original. Uh, so yeah, Alex. Uh, also, my first time watching this movie. I uh, also have not seen the original, though now I'm interesting. Interested. I'm, I'm, now I'm, I want to go watch it. I, I don't know if there's been more than one adaptation, but uh, I, if there have, I, I again we we have not seen any of them. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Uh, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? God, I can't believe you you hated this, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> so the the first thing, so I I couldn't help myself when I was making this list of of just kind of more broader points for the most part. Uh, but the one exception is, is kind of this first one. Uh, I I still chuckled um, very on very early on in the movie with the the mustache guard that he wears. Uh, I thought that that was a very <laughs> funny gag. Yeah. Uh, none of the previous incarnations of Perot, uh have have had a mustache that ridiculous, and uh, you know it, you're adapting it for the big screen. This is not exactly a blockbuster, but there there's a big budget there, so might as well go for it. And so yeah, he's got this ridiculous mustache, and I love it. And the fact that he had the thing that he he sleeps on to keep it in place uh, that was a, that was a nice touch. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Number seven, was. The mustache guard. Only time I laughed. My grandpa actually, he had a mean mustache. He didn't have a guard like that, but he would put like a like a cloth rag over it to sh- to keep it in shape. So gotta, Alex, you got to got to train it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can relate. Alex, I think it's time to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you, you enjoyed yeah, being still married, Alex. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I think you should bring it back. Anyway, uh, all right, my number seven, and this it's very vague, and this is I'm gonna start the negative stuff first. Negative. Uh I just found this movie extremely boring. Like it started out really good, and I have more about to say about that later. And then this movie I could not stay interested in it. And by the way, it wasn't just me. Laura wanted to watch this too. She sat down and she liked it even less than me. You guys are probably feeding into each other's like <laughs> yeah, you got a indignation. Loop. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but like it's just, it was just so boring. I, I I admit that it it does ratchet back down. No, no pun intended. It ratchets back down um, eh. in the once once they get on the train, and then it is kind of a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> once they get on the train, so the whole fucking movie except yeah. the beginning. Got it. Uh, yeah, I, I just. Not the whole movie. Mm. We two thirds of the movie mm. on the train. All that bread looked good at the beginning too. It did. It did. Uh, anyway, one. yeah, this movie—it just. Oh man. Anyway, that's it. So boring. Alex, what's your number seven? <laughs> My number seven is just a little peek into uh, Perot's uh, personality right at the beginning when he steps on a pile of shit, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know, it's the stepping in it isn't so much the problem as the imbalance." And so he takes his right foot out and clumps his left foot in the pile of shit also so now he's even steven on everything so i i like that i was like okay i could see where this character is like they're setting up his his characteristics and stuff for people unfamiliar with the character yeah they they, 
Like, again, not, not knowing this character, but they definitely go big on his quirks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Scott, number six. Number six is The the Train. Uh, this is a great set piece. I, I always like movies that are that are set up kind of like stage plays. Um, and the, the train is, again, no pun intended, a great vehicle for that. Uh, <laughs> hey uh, you know, once you know they're on the train, there's there's really only four different sets. They're kind of the dining car, uh, the individual sleeping car, uh, and then just kind of the hallway, and a couple of the other rooms. Every once in a while, but it was mainly like those those three things. Yeah, and um, they just keep going back and bit. forth with different camera angles and, and shots. And I'll talk more about that later. Uh, yeah, the the train looks great, um, and uh, I, I love. The deci- maybe this is part of the books, but the decision to, to have it situated on top of that very rickety-looking bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that would have had me nervous. Like, even even back in the, the 20s, when the was supposed to be made, the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, f- I, f- I forget, did, did they ever have the date? Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, yeah. Not really, yeah. but... I mean, it happened some years. If this was based off of, you know, the unfortunate Lindbergh baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess... Kidnapping. Yeah, so that that is what it is based on, actually. So yeah. I don't know what year that was. So yeah. around, yeah, but around that time frame. Yeah, uh, but at any rate, yeah, I, I, I do really like the, the train set here. And then, you know, every once in a while they go outside and they kind of get the most out... Excuse me. They get the most out of the kind of limited space they're using there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my number six, and I think this was the biggest problem I had with this movie. Well, it's a bunch. It's a bunch. Is the inconsistent tone. So as Alex, you mentioned, so the very beginning of this movie, he's yeah, he's measure. It's kind of quirky. He's you know his eggs aren't perfect. He's yeah, he's stepping in a thing of shit. It's kind of funny the way he catches the jewel thief at the beginning. All that was like clever and fun. And then <laughs> yeah. I feel like he never got back to that. He was just serious. Like once he got on the train, the tone was just so much different, and that bugged me. I, I was expecting kind of an adventure film where this, because of that first part, right? Like, oh, it, like it's a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, and yeah. it just was not that. That's, that's what I felt really. It set me up, and then the rest of the movie, it was just him, him just being boring. <laughs> Other than his mustache, his mustache was cool. Everything else was just ah. I just said like I, inconsistent tone. I. I, I, I must have been getting more out of it than you were, Jeff, because I, again, he's just kind of a weirdo, and he, he reacts weirdly to to just about everybody and everything around him. Uh, and I, I did not, not find that boring. Yeah, but not like he did at the beginning of the movie. That's I felt. I felt the tone totally shifted mm. the very beginning, and then once he got on the train, it was totally different. And I just mm-hmm. didn't, yeah, didn't care about it. Yeah, that was probably intentional. But yeah, there there was a, a bit of a stark contrast there. All right, Alex, number six. Uh, my number six is I like the restaurant scene where you get to see like the the ensemble kind of getting together, and you see like the different uh, characters. Like, oh, they're probably going to be on the train. They're going to be big parts of the plot and everything. I thought that was really neat. I like it when they set up the who who might it be and the whodunits. Yeah, yeah. His, his friend, the conductor, comes in with a prostitute, and then they go through the kitchen, 
they get some bread uh, <laughs> they see everybody sitting down or or getting to the train it was great i loved it i i do want to know like if the this other guy that they kick off the train if he was ever supposed to be a part of the plan or not yeah they never they never, never mentioned yeah that. honorable yeah. mention to that one guy yeah the guy got kicked off. You mean the guy he stole the ticket from, basically, because he didn't show up on time? Right. right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe there was supposed to be another accomplice. And... <laughs> yeah, that never gets brought back up. Yeah. But, mm. All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five, uh, kind of in line with what Alex is saying, is um, in, the, in the middle of the movie when they start doing all the, the different individual interviews. Uh, again, this goes back to the, to the stage play thing, um, and, it, and it gives everybody uh, a chance to really shine in, in character. Um, you know, some people get a little bit more to do before then. Um, mostly Daisy Ridley, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and uh, um, Johnny Depp. Uh, to that point, um, of course, Johnny Depp doesn't get interviewed, but he does have the scene. With Branna, where he's, he's, he's trying to hire him, uh, I do like that. Looked like a good piece of cake too. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, I I do like the again the one on ones that he has with all of them, uh, and kind of the slightly different tact he he takes with with each of them. Um, not not too different, uh, but he, he does change it a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, just the the whole him being the detective and you know what you know. As, as the audience, you know, we're wondering what he's thinking and, you know, obviously wondering, like, is the person you're talking to, like, the murderer? Um, so, yeah, just, just a lot of fun to, to go through the, the sort of uh, whodunit gallery <laughs> as opposed to a rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Right. You're dang right. Uh, what are we on? Five, My number five? Yeah. Yes. So my number five, it's it's a negative, but this is no fault negative. of the movie. It's, it's no fault of the movie, but the whole time I was just thinking, how the fuck do they get it? How do you, how the fuck do you get a train back on the rails? I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I I wasn't thinking it really too, bothered I, me. I wasn't thinking too hard about it. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't seem like it would make too much sense. Like, yeah, it's like a bunch of guys guys with sticks. Yeah, five guys down on one of those yeah, well, pump railroad cards, and they're going to put this thing... I'm sure with levers and stuff, you could do it, but I just, yeah. the whole time, I was like, how the fuck are they going to get this thing back on there? So, well, they did it. Yeah, and like I yeah. said... It, Rips and levers. I guess, I guess, like, maybe... If we're really going to talk about this, maybe once they got the, enough snow out from underneath it to get it to be relatively level... They back the train up; it'll pull the cart back in. It. I mean, not that any of that was evident at all. Uh, probably not, because it was the engine mostly that was derailed. Yeah, it was the so engine. You can't have it. Derailed. Right, right. That's well, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure. that's a way. You to know, do they it. put they put wedges on one side and lever it up onto the track. You just said guys jump up and down until it goes back on the. <laughs> yeah, they're. It's from the twenties. People can do attitude. Moxie. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I'm sure this obviously happened and they had to get it back on the rails. So it's not like yeah. it was fictional or anything. I just, it was just pissed. It just bought, that's how bored I was in the movie. I was more interested in how they're going to get the train back on the rails. Because <laughs> the story definitely was not getting back on the rails. Hey, oh. All right. Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is, and this one 
uh, I noticed it almost right away, but like the one shot of Perot getting actually on the train was fantastic. I'm, I'm a sucker for good filmmaking, and I just love that one shot. Them, uh, you know, going there discussing about, you know, a first class, you know, room while they're all booked and everything. And while they're doing that, the camera's following him, and then it finally follows them straight onto the train. And the camera's outside while he's going inside. He's talking to Michelle Pfeiffer and meeting some people in there. That was yeah, fantastic. I love that shot. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, cool shots in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know if there was any hidden cameras, hidden cuts in there or anything, but it all looked seamless and it was great. <laughs> hidden camera. Surprise! You're in yeah. a movie! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Mon Dieu! Well, what are the odds of us having all these actors lined up? In the uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> all right, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is the ensemble here. Uh, some, some great performances. Um,. You know, the movie I think hinges on three things: the the, the mystery here, um, you know, is is that worthy for for us to follow uh, the Perot character, and and how good the the casting is here for all the, the smaller bits, and uh, yeah, it, it is really good. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to. Is it? It is. Like he's he's good, but really like. I think nobody's nobody's like really over the top. Like the the two kind of close there are, are would either be um, Judy Dench uh, or you take that back, Scott. <laughs> or or Willem Dafoe doing the the ridiculous German accent to, to start anyway. Um, but yeah, no, like the, I think it's that's the idea though. Is like that pro is. The eccentric one. He's the one that's kind of larger than, than life, so you can't really afford uh, other characters that are also that over the top all the time. Um, so they need to be a little more subdued uh, mm-hmm. against him. I kind of felt like they were all over the top. Johnny Depp, Josh Gad. I mean, they're all uh, they're all like they're, they're all they're kind all of characters. Yeah, they they all have strong characters. You know, yeah. I wouldn't time. say yeah, but I wouldn't say anybody was chewing on the scenery. Yeah, I I don't know. I, like again, I think the the casting worked for me. Um, right. Some some really good performances. Uh, you know, no no weak link here, um, and it's it, it feels like a, a big Hollywood movie in a, in a good way, uh, for me anyway. So, yeah, it's nice it's nice to see uh, Daisy Ridley in something that isn't Star Wars. By the way, <laughs> Oops, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> way up the sauce. Um, all right, uh, my number four, and this is probably the biggest thing that like ruined it for me is the whole backstory about the baby and everything. I didn't care about it, and at first I didn't wasn't paying attention enough to it because I was so bored <laughs> that I just didn't follow it. And then, I didn't pay attention to the movie and I hated it. No, what I'm saying is because it was I was losing it was losing me. So then when they're talking about it, I'm like, ugh. I just didn't care, and it was stupid. And the fact that that was the whole point of the whole thing, and everyone's involved, that. <laughs> Stupid. I, I obviously can't argue that. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> if you felt it was stupid, uh, it was. I just think I think that, yeah, whatever. It was just dumb. Why? Why was it? Why, why was it dumb? The Who Done It movie? Everyone done it. So kiss my butt. Spoilers. <laughs> of course. Spoilers. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. But why? Why? So you you didn't 
you didn't like that it, it turned out that way yeah that's one thing i didn't like yeah. so but but why is that dumb why is it dumb yeah i mean if you didn't like it you didn't like it but like why why like what would what would have been better okay dumb's the wrong word fine i did, did not like it and uh yeah like i said it was just it, it was so boring that it was losing me so then when the stuff start that comes coming out that that was more a part of it than I was expecting. It pissed me off. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it, uh, Jeff is anti-baby murder, everybody, so that's good to hear. Well, no, he's he doesn't care about baby murder is what I'm hearing. Oh, damn, that's worse. Well, I'm, I'm pro-anti-baby murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's better? Good, good, good. I guess it's okay. You know, it's funny, like, not only... Did, so, I would guess that Jeff liked this, but if we were going to have like a, a side bet, would this movie make Jeff angry? I would have, I would have bet even more going the other way. Yeah, no, this movie really made me angry. It was a Friday night ruined. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is that when you're on the train and everything, you know, I got used to it and all the cramp shots and everything. And then when he had that cup of coffee or tea outside and he interviewed Daisy Ridley, that was like a breath of fresh air. It's almost like I didn't know how claustrophobic and how tightly knit inside the train was because I was so used to it until they had that scene of just them in stark white in a completely different setting. Uh, It was awesome. That was a great choice. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I liked how they the changes up for each of the interviews and her second. Yes, I'm left. Yes, I'm left-handed. Are you gonna put that in your report? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an important detail. You get it? You 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 hate Daisy Ridley? Jeez. Yeah, jeez. Fucking daughter of Palpatine, kiss my butt. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with her in this movie. I'm just. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. I mean, it's not... Okay. Uh, Scott, number three. Let's <laughs> get this, this, this over with. Let's get this over with. And third is... Uh, Alex was talking about some of the the shots, like at least that initial one. I, I think this movie is, is shot beautifully. Um, mm-hmm. I think it helps, again, that it's really like the the one location with some, some sub-locations for the most part. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's quite a few shots of... The, the camera tracking the outside and, and watching people go through. Um, the shot at the, like, toward the end when they're all sitting on the other side of the table, that was gorgeous. Um, an, an obvious yeah. allusion to The Last Supper, um, but uh, still a really cool shot. Um, the, the shot when, uh, after we've learned of the murder... And they're in the dining car, and Perot looks around, and you see through the the glass that everybody kind of gets split in two, um, as, as if to hint that there, there's like a like each of these people has is being either duplicitous or they're not what they seem. Um, you know that that was a really cool shot. Um, yeah, and then that kind of stuff is sprinkled throughout the movie. The the overhead shot. When he's examining the the murder scene, um, I thought that was a really cool decision to 
to not kind of zoom in on what they were doing. You said like kind of the one overhead shot of of him um, and the actors reacting. There was a few shots like that with the overhead where you couldn't see like one of the actors' faces even, which is yeah. kind of like <laughs> not what you're supposed to do. Uh, but but it but it works here. Um, again, you know that that you mentioned the, the cramp spacing um, and and just kind of the the color palette here. Um, I guess this was shot on 65 millimeter as opposed to 70. I'm not really sure what that means. Um, mm. I just know that I really love the the look of this movie, like overall, just like the the, the kind of the color palette and the um, kind of the, the warmth of it uh, throughout the movie. So yeah, that's that's my number three. I love how this is shot. Okay, um, I can't complain about how it was shot. Uh, number three for me is the cast was fine. I just felt like I said it was like the Josh Gad one really stuck out for me. Same with Johnny Depp. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. It was a good cat. Like I liked the people. I just I wanted more out of it. I wanted more out of everybody in this movie. But the cast was okay. Like it still was fun to see all these people in it. Um. Yeah, you guys mentioned the scene where they're all in the dining car. That was kind of cool to see them all. But um, yeah, I just wanted more out of this movie. But the cast is all right. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is, uh, contrary to uh, my number five, is when Perot is exiting the train. It was great. He's doing this, the slow walk through the hallways and everything. Just like uh, him and the audience saying one last goodbye after everything has been solved. One last goodbye to the train. Uh, him going through everything and then walking past the, the whole cast. Uh, all the suspects and everything. Uh, and then you know, turning around to give his last speech, it was great. Again, I love how this movie was shot. I had to point out some very specific shots that were fantastic. Yep, I agree. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two <laughs> is the the thing that Jeff seemed to hate the most uh, the the reveal here. Uh, again, this, oh, my, also my number two. So this this definitely oh boy. Well, was helped by by not knowing ahead of time, um, yeah. so I kind of look forward to, to what the reveal is. Yes, it's it's very melodramatic and and definitely a little bit ridiculous, um, but it it's I think it's meant to be that way. Um, I just love the way like his indignation. Um, how finally see how like all of them really are when they're on that table. Um, you know, you see that there's some some really small, really great character stuff going on kind of you see a, like a, a look of, of real concern on judy gentch's face who to this point in the movie has just been kind of a like super bitchy to everybody um mm-hmm. and uh you know them just caring about each other um and then running through again like how each of them had had been been ruined by this one act that, that johnny depp's character um had had committed uh yeah, I, I did like the idea here of it wasn't just one person. Um, I I was thinking a lot about this, and then I realized I was definitely overthinking it. But you know, what, was the movie asking us to be okay with this, um, of, like what happened, or uh, like that it was okay that they killed this person, or was the movie just just saying like we, not to be okay with it, but there, there there's no closure past this point like this is it like 
there's there's no point in trying to extract any more um, justice out of this. Like Pro even says, like on the scale of justice, something to paraphrase that there's no balancing it at this point, like any further. Um, so yeah, I, I I did like it that again that that each of them played their part and they had the I, I did like the scene when they they all go in and do kill him, um, kind of the stabbing's all off camera. Well, not well. Outside the camera, I don't know, Alex, what you would call that <laughs> uh, flashback. Is it one? Well, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, when they're they're doing the they're, they're stabbing off screen, like past the edge of the screen. I don't know if there's a, a name for that, but uh, um, oh, that they didn't show the knife actually going to right, the, the body. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a name for that for for doing something like that. Um, but I but I like that. Um, yeah, just just overall, I did I did find the the mystery here satisfactory. Satisfactory, more than satisfactory. <laughs> I really liked it. All right, uh, we're on my number two, and uh, these are just two minor things, but this is not these are two things I liked. And, I already, and Alex already mentioned the one it was the mustache sleep guard. That made me laugh. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I actually paused it and rewound it <laughs> just to make sure I saw the right thing. And then uh, what's already was mentioned too is the bread. That bread looks so good. It did. Yeah, so good. I want to go there and eat that bread. Yeah. Well, where were they at in the beginning? I don't remember. Uh, well, the bread is, is Istanbul. Yeah. That was already after they got to Istanbul? Not, not Constantinople. Not Constantinople, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it okay, it does, so does paint this like more cosmopolitan pre-World War II world <laughs> that they're living in uh, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Yeah. So anyway, just a couple things early in the movie that I thought I was going to like. but And I did like those parts of the movie. Nice looking bread and the mustache guard. <laughs> Alex, number two. Uh, my number two is also the breakdown and the big review at the end because uh, all these people, like the movie, had me a little bit suckered. Where it's like, okay, so they had to, they're connected to the baby thing also, and so they're connected. So I thought that was just like, okay, it's like movie schlock to muddy the waters and confuse everybody uh, in the audience. But now he's going to point out who definitely did it, and here are the pieces of evidence. And then when he said, like, actually, it's all of you. You all came together and orchestrated this. I was like, what? That actually did, like. <laughs> It was a surprise for me. Communism was so. just a red herring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, damn. It was a whole plot by Michelle Pfeiffer, and then she got her corroborators and everything. That was cool. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is, is Kenneth Branagh here, um, pulling double duty uh, in front of the camera <laughs> and, and behind the... Must say, and, 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 yeah. Mustache man, make an inspired uh, decision to to rock that mustache. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a quad mustache. Yeah, he, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I guess it was reading a little bit of the trivia. He he said that he he did try to grow it out for real. He said there's just no way. Like <laughs> there, there's there would not been possible. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's great here. Um, going back and forth between. Like very obsessive, compulsive, and kind of being a weirdo and standoffish, but being very warm to the people he actually likes, um, and being likable when he's when he's with people that he likes, and and kind of being unlike like he's why he kind of walks this fine line um, of making it 
you understand like why he prefers to <laughs> to be alone sometimes or mm-hmm. or why he wanted to be alone anyway um yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to death on the nile uh, which I, I just don't know if that even came out yet let me take this. it might have come out already oh yeah yeah death um I don't think not yet. I think it's soon. Yeah, th- this one's been in the can for a really long time, uh, but with the COVID. Oh yeah, it came out in February. Um, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm re- really interested in seeing him do this again. Um, yeah, and, and again, like as as a director here, I really liked what he was doing, uh, given the chance with the big ensemble for people to kind of breathe, and and some of the shooting and and just as as like a period piece, it's great. Um, with, with all the costumes and, and everything, um, so he gets at least some credit for that. Um, yeah, I I think he like I was impressed with him as a director and an actor here. I guess is the easiest way to put it. All right. Before I get to my number one, I'm just uh... <laughs> did the credits did the credits rolled. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm reading so the review. So Rotten Tomatoes. It was like. Uh... To the overall score, but it's not good. Um, but I'm looking at the reviews, and it's uh, a mixed bag here. But this one girl is the perfect thing, and I want to say it's Ashley Menzel. It stops dead in its track shortly after leaving the station and leaves the audience numb and bored to death. There it is. All right. There, there are lots of <laughs> I, I appreciate. I'm I, saying that's I how I feel. Like that's the, the punch used there, whether that was intentional or not. I'm pretty sure it was intentional. Yeah. She uh, she could have, she could have taken it further with like, I left me out in the cold, or something like that. Yeah. If only a mustache ride <laughs> could get me to safety. <laughs> who who wants to see mustache ride? <laughs> um, the very beginning of the movie. I that's my number one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Him, you know, him doing the egg thing, and then hope you have a miracle up your sleeve he goes up there for some reason he sticks the knife or the sword or whatever into the into the wall tells the guy to guard the south gate and how that all plays out i thought that was oh i was into it 100 percent. and i think that's what ruined it for me that was I, that's not what the movie was and he's smart i mean it shows that he's smart but he was a, it's different it's not whatever i love the beginning the rest of the movie did not live up to that beginning so anyway that's mm-hmm. my number one. Alex. My number one is Hercule Poirot was a character. Uh, was great. The The arc that it goes through in this movie was also really cool. Like at the beginning, he's talking about, uh, you know, we see his quirks, his, his balance, his thing, you know, all the eggs have to be perfect, four minutes exactly. And then he's talking to somebody, one of the officers or, or, or whatever, and he's saying how there's, you know, there's right and wrong, there's black and white, and there's nothing in between. And then this experience on the train has really changed them, uh, as evidenced by the speech that he gives at the very end. He decides not to turn everybody in for the murder. He lies to the police about what happened, uh, because uh, for I don't know how many years he's been on the job as a detective, but this is probably the first time where he's been in murky waters like this where he's finally found himself in a gray area and i thought that was brilliant just his whole characterization was great i loved it i did, I did like where he, he basically tells like, the last thing he tells everybody when he walks out is like we're all gonna have to learn how to live with this like he's yeah. mostly saying that for himself uh, that's 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 kind of the impression that i got of like 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one that's gonna like have to, <laughs> to like live with this now too. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a cool thing for him to to get to. Yep. Straighten your tie, please. I didn't like that the first officer in the beginning, where he tells that guy to, to straighten his tie. The guy's like, oh, I'm supposed to take you to the boat. And he's like, no, no, no. We must never see each other again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must never see you again. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I actually didn't recognize Daisy Ridley at first. I was like, "Who? I know that. Who's that girl? I know that girl. It's like, oh, shit. It's Daisy Ridley. From nowhere. All uh, right. But not, uh, not an honorable mention, but uh, I... I brought this up one or once or twice in the podcast so she's obviously filming star wars like around the same time um and there there was a funny video that josh gad did uh where she's in his trailer or he's in her trailer oh it doesn't really matter but he he's trying to get star wars information out of her and he's like come on tell me and then like the camera pans around and then like they get other actors that were in in the murder in the orient express to try to get information out of her too like I think, like Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, maybe, and a couple other people, and then the camera pans over to the last person, and it, and it's actually J.J. Abrams, like asking her for information about Star Wars too, and she's just annoyed at everybody. I don't know. It was dumb. It was cute though. Uh, anyway, cute. sorry. So this would have come out what between. Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean they could have been filming in like the same studio, like around the same time, probably. There was a child out England. Okay, let's rate it as usual. Rate on a scale of one to seven. One being perfection. Sorry, one being garbage. Seven being perfection. <laughs> Scott, what do you give this? Movie? Uh, I give this a six. I really like this this movie. Uh, it's you know everything that we talked about. Um, at, at points, it's it's maybe a little bit too melodramatic, maybe a little bit manipulative. Like it's one thing I'll say, I agree with you on the thing about the, the child killing um, to kind of make it all work for to for the audience to forgive all these people. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, also kind of deeply personal at the same time. Like it's just weird in the middle of this like who done it about this weird detective. Uh, but yeah, all the other things I said. Uh, this is very easy movie. Yeah. This movie's very easy to have on in the background. So six. All right, two. I hate it. This movie. <laughs> Alex. Wow. Oh. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a five. Uh, I was entertained, uh, but I do agree with Jeff that this movie did need a, a little bit more fun. Uh, even though you know, murder, child murder, not fun, not good, but. Yeah, a little bit more lightheartedness, like the the beginning promised us, but still a really good mystery, and I was fooled by the twist. Oh, got when, me. We, when we get to episode eight hundred, and we go back to look at the disparities again, we'll have to remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who done it? Who's who's still making podcasts? All right. Uh, Hollow casts by then. Yeah. All right. Well, time now. It's time for our crossover topic, which is what Scott? our top five who done it's. Yeah, who did not who, to be confused with Dreamcatcher? Who did it? It's who did it? It's too late for donuts. Oh, but I already made the donuts. I can go for a donut. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not Krispy Kreme mm. though. Hot take: Krispy Kreme is is overrated. 
<laughs> Scott, we finally yeah. agree on something today. <laughs> I, actually, I agree with that too. Oh, wow. All right. Seven wow. times. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, um, <laughs> Most overrated donut yeah. ever. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, so, my number five is. Uh, so, <laughs> this, this was. The hard thing about the list for me for, for making this is uh, I I wanted it to, to play out kind of like a, a typical whodunit like for stuff on here as opposed to just a like mystery like if that makes any sense um, yeah I can see yeah that uh, but at any rate so my, my number five was a movie that I also thought was was really great that we did on the podcast Whew, I don't know how long ago but uh, L A Confidential. Uh, that also had a, a an ensemble cast, not not kind of the same size as his murder, but um, still a really cool who done it. At least in the part of the movie where where the main characters get together to actually try to work together to to solve what's going on. All right, mm-hmm. that's I, I never really liked that movie. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, yeah, so I have more than some, so I have to keep some of these out. But I, I'm going to go with my only horror movie on here, because a lot of horror movies are like, all right, who's the killer or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, yeah. I wanted to include that on here. And so I did Scream. Okay. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that's good. Because, yeah, at the end of the whole, you know, who is at the whole time, and it's kind of like this one. It's more than one person. So uh, I gave it Scream. That's my number five. Spo- I guess it kind of spoiled Scream. Oof. All right. It's it's Shaggy and Skeetle Rich. Parents are go. gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Or man. Was it, no, that was the line. Really My parents are gonna be so mad at me. That was the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that's number five. Alex, what's your number five? Uh my number five is Clue. That movie was a lot of fun and major bonus points for multiple endings in different theaters. That was great. I forgot about the multiple Indians thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I I have a little higher on my list. Same. Good job. All right, Scott. What's your number four? Uh, we've. I'm pretty sure we've done this movie. Um, if not, we definitely need to. Uh, that's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, we've think, done it. I think we've, we've done, done it. it. Yeah. I'm curious, like, what Damn. we rated this one. Shit. Um, Sevens. Probably. Uh, but yeah, this this is. Great noir, like this goes. It's actually a great companion piece to *Lee Confidential*. But yeah, just a lot of cool noir. Um, but as a detective story slash um, whodunit, as as we go through like all the, the suspects, mm-hmm. um, including Roger, and that's my number four. Nice, a little higher on my list. Uh, but as for my number four, I have *Clue*, which Alex just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a movie that I don't. I think it just jumped up because I didn't think I really liked it that much until I saw this movie, and now it's really good. <laughs> Comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun. All right. Yeah. I, 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 it's a good movie. Uh, Clues, number four. Uh, Alex, which number four? Uh, my number four is a uh, different, a very different take on um, the mystery genre. It is Memento. Okay. Because uh, you kind of know, you, you kind of know who done it, but you don't know who he killed at the end, and then what, uh, what his uh, why 
his motives and everything and the whole movie goes backwards and yeah i loved it that's yeah i need to probably rewatch that movie the first time i saw it, it was like so hyped and by the time i saw it, i was like yeah it's all right mm-hmm. go figure i didn't like it all right scott number three <laughs> uh, number three is, is clue um, everything you guys said uh another fantastic ensemble cast uh yeah it's a really really mm-hmm. fun movie Alright, uh, well my number three, speaking of an ensemble movie, and one that did it right, and I really enjoyed, and it came out just like a year after this, speaking of Star Wars people, will be Knives Out. Yeah, number two. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed it. That's what I was hoping this movie was. That's one of the reasons I was looking forward to doing this, because I thought it was going to be more like that. A lot more fun, uh, even, especially with James Bond doing his... uh, I say what yeah. I say. What, what is what is Boys. what is uh, <laughs> awesome. Captain Records in the movie? Um, KFC CSI or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn impression. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed that. I've only seen it the one time in the theater, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, Knives Out is my number three. Alex, my number three is The Usual Suspects, which you uh, that movie is so good, and then you don't even know what happened. What the truth is. At the very end. It's awesome. So that was like the first thing that I thought of, Alex, and I couldn't decide whether it was a who like I whether I thought it was a who done it or not anyway, so Yeah. But I'm still it's counting. Spacey. <laughs> it Spoiling everything tonight. <laughs> he did it. Verbal did it. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Yeah, big boy did it. Big boy did it. <laughs> big boy did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie, directed by a weirdo and starring a weirdo. There you go, Hollywood. Thanks for all these fucking weirdos and everything going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two. Uh, so, I'm uh, kind of going off the beaten path here. Uh, There's a, a book that got made into a movie. I I think I saw the movie. It got remade into a book. <laughs> it just got, got remade into a stage play. And now they're doing <laughs> performance art in uh, Summerstock. Um, and, and it, Ooh. No, um, so this is a kids' book that I uh, uh, spoilers read as a kid. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, love loved it. Like this is one of the books that really got me into reading because um, I enjoyed Hardy Boys. It's not Hardy Boys, although I did read. I, I you <laughs> know what's funny? They mentioned I did read like all the Encyclopedia Browns. By the way, um, <laughs> as a nerdy kid, it's like the best thing ever. But. Uh, those were pretty. Those were. De- oh, did I read those? I just know Hardy Boys was like it was a different generation. Right? Yeah, like Hardy Boys. I don't I think it was like even. Like I'm sure it was at the library, but it wasn't like that available. Like I, I don't know. Like Encyclopedia Brown, I felt like was all over the place when I was a kid. Like yeah. And then there was like they made a show for it on HBO for kids. Uh, but anyways, um, there was this book called The Westing Game. Um, that is a, a hmm. is a really cool premise. Uh, that I don't get too much into here, um, but yeah, the, it turns into this, this whole uh, big done it or the who done it. But instead of a detective, basically all the characters in the in the in the book and then the movie are tasked with with solving this mystery to as as part of this uh, will of this person who's who's passed away. Um, and uh, yeah, as, as a kid, like it totally sucked me in. Um, I. I barely remember the movie uh but yeah it was uh a 
a, a great uh, mystery experience for me who didn't. Nice, never heard of it. All right, well, my number two <laughs> is from a TV show. It's an episode called Who Pooped the Bed? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> so, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That was awesome. And, yeah, Char- someone poops in the bed with Charlie and um, Frank. And there's this whole, figure out who pooped the bed. And it was pretty freaking <laughs> hilarious. There's, there's, Artemis is... There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. Break that at the end, it's great. Yeah, it's there's, awesome. there's wolf hair. Uh, that could be both of us. What? Hey, you guys got turd? <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take a look at it. Pieces <laughs> of a credit card? <laughs> Yeah. So, who pooped the bed? Is number two. Alex. Number two is Knives Out. I love that movie. Yeah. All right. Good choice. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is also from a TV show. Um, I have a feeling that this might be all of our number ones. Uh, <laughs> Probably mine, you said. And it was bitch. a two parter. Um, it was. I think it was only two parts, right? But. It's it caught America, but took America by storm, at least yeah. at least us when we were kids. Uh, so it's from The Simpsons, and if and if that's the same one you guys have, I will I will throw it to you. Uh, honorable mention for oh, me. Really? It got uh, who pooped the bed bumped it out. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I figured you guys would have it on yours. Yeah. And Alex, what is it? Um, who shot Mr. Burns? Well, I certainly can't solve this mystery. Can you? Well, I, guess <laughs> I am, I am the yeah, chief of police after all. <laughs> yeah, it's my job. <laughs> well, go ahead and talk about it. So that was that was a season finale, right? <laughs> if I remember correctly. Is that what we're doing yeah, here? Yeah, so. it, was, it was a season finale, right? So we had to wait a whole yes. summer or, or whatever yeah, it was the season finale and then the whole summer and then it's like oh they had contests and everything you had to mail in who you thought it was and yeah, you got to win the huge. simpsons house in fucking arizona <laughs> if, if you got it right and then yeah the season premiere was the second half maggie did it <laughs> to be honest i really don't remember anything about it except <laughs> the, the very the end line that scotches did so I, I remember th- that's why I, I, I remember that I remember the like again the, the hype and yeah. and I remember the the sequence of, of him actually getting shot where it shows him really trying to steal candy from a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. plus the extra scenes that they had the animators work on so that they would keep the mystery alive mm. you don't get you guys don't remember that no they had like, uh, a scene, like dummy stuff. They animated a scene. With, say what? Like dummy stuff just to throw people off if they ever saw it, or yeah, not not that, not just them, but the riot, some of the writers and animators also. So they had like Skinner shoot him, like pretty much everybody that was a suspect. They animated them shooting Mister Burns, and they filmed. Uh, but those are just like small snippets. But they also animated a whole different ending where it was Smithers that actually. Um, shot him like they they recorded everything like the whole last like third of the episode interesting so I'm curious uh, now to see what well, Jeff's number one is then if it wasn't Simpsons yeah well, it's, well, it's already been said but uh, I was gonna say what I remember is like 
Yeah, the hype, but they lead. I remember like they were interviewed Chris Elliott, and he's like, "What? What is this? Who shot Jr? <laughs> like, did this happen like 15 years ago?" <laughs> uh, for some reason, it sticks out in my head. Um, Roger, okay, Rabbit, frame yeah. Roger That's Rabbit awesome. is my number one. All right, uh, it was uh, kind of the first. Well, the second Who Done It, I think I ever saw because I'm pretty sure Roger Rabbit's before The Simpsons, right? It's got to be oh, like yeah. 87 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like the kind of the first time. But, and I really enjoyed it. I watched it, well, for us, not too long ago, right? Or I think I watched it on Disney Plus, too. It's a good movie. Um, but now they're changing everything on the ride, right? You can't, like, Jessica Rabbit can't be seen in her revealing outfit. and She can't be tied up in the back of the weasel's wagon. <sighs> I, I, I think I've been on that ride once. I don't know. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's a ride that spins around in circles. I don't, I don't think, if, unless you have little kids, you don't go into Toontown. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to walk around. That was fun. Team Ten. But they're building a brand new ride, like a really cool ride over there now. Mini Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Okay. So there Ooh. you go. They're, they're trying to drive people to that section of the park. Um. But no, this is just a side story. When I was a kid, and my mom and dad, uh, I mean, my brother was just was really young or whatever, and we were. We were watching TV in the living room, and it was some mystery. It was some, like, made-for-TV murder mystery movie. Um, and we were watching it, and they went, went in the other room to watch TV. And my dad was recording it, because they wanted to watch it later. Oh, and, like, no. the, Yeah, like, the next morning or the next, <laughs> or later that night, they are like, they were in there, and I was like, yeah, it was the guy, because I didn't know any actors' names, but they were all, like, people from different TV shows that I knew. Oh, it was the guy from Killigan's Island who did it, or something, whatever it was. Like, the guy from Dallas. Oh, my, my, my dad's like, God damn it. <laughs> I just remember spoiling it. So, it well. <laughs> Gotta kill the boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my number one, Roger Rabbit. Um, for me, honorable mentions: Who Shot Mr. Burns, Scooby Doo in general, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, Mr. Carruthers, and the movie The Fugitive didn't quite fit this category, but it was a who done it right the whole time. You're trying to figure out who framed him, so mm-hmm. who framed Harrison Ford? There yeah, you know. that was the winner. Yeah, honorable mention to, to Knives Out. Yeah. Honorable mentions to that one episode of Married with Children. Where Al is a, a detective. Forgot about that one. <laughs> that was great. She really did put the bump and the bump. The bump. bump. She bumped. <laughs> the lights turn off. Who touched my breasts? <laughs> oh, that was me. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So... Uh, my hat's off to another uh, great Alex in this world. Alex Ovechkin. 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 That's the one. He makes his 766th goal. Wasn't this this the guy I threw under the bus last week? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I don't think Alex knows this. What'd you do? Well, he's a big Putin guy. Oh, F that guy. <laughs> so what, what was his... Ac- uh, Scott, uh, forget about this news then. <laughs> what, what was his accomplishment? It's fucking shit. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did jack all. All right. 
Uh, in other sports news, uh, Will Ferrell reprises his role as Jackie Moon <laughs> to go out and practice with Clay something or other from the Warriors. Clay Thompson? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Clay Thompson. Uh, no, no, that's going to keep it hockey only. Yeah, he, he's getting, he got or is getting close to 700 goals. Okay. Um, if he stays healthy and all this, whatever I mean, happens here. 800 goals. I, I, I didn't get 800. No, but it says it is 766th goal. All right, I got to find this out. Anyway, he will probably break the all-time record, which is held by Gretzky. If he, if he keeps playing and everything's going on, one of the impossible records uh, may be broken. I, I saw something about Gretzky the other day. Uh, it said something crazy like, if you, cr- if you cut his career stats like in half, he would still be in like the top 10 best players of all time or something nutty like that. Maybe top twenty. Well, if you take away all his goals, if you take away all his goals, he still has more points. Than <laughs> That's ridiculous. Wait, and, how and, does that work? Well, in hockey, you get a point for a goal or an assist. Oh, okay. So just by his assist, and he has like almost nine hundred goals. If you take away nine hundred goals, which by the way, if you get five hundred goals in hockey, you're a hall of famer, and he has almost nine hundred. But he has like almost three thousand. Did, did he, Jeff? Would you, you're definitely more of the expert than than well, at least at least me. I don't know about Alex, but would you say that that Gretzky has like personally gotten some people into the hall? Has That's gotten right. some other players into the hall? The hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh... I don't know. Maybe like Kevin Lowe or something. That that the Oilers team that he played in the beginning of his career is stacked with I mean, that's where they won four cups. Uh they even won a cup after Gretzky left, they still won a cup without him. Like that team with like Mark Messier and Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, Grant Fear. It was a really good team. So I doubt the only one I could say maybe is Kevin Lowe. Where the, the all those guys kind of brought that guy along for a whole So no time. nobody with his time on the Kings? Uh, like, I don't even know like no. those, any of those players are in the hall. Like, I'm, like I, I've got some names. Like, no, like it could be Luke Robitaille, Robitaille. But he got in there on his own okay. merits. And he did it with without Gretzky, and his numbers are, yeah. So that would be the really the only other one. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Like, I was going to say Yari say, but no, he did it. But he did. He was on Edmonton before with Gretzky and, and all that stuff. So uh, no, I don't. Like I said, I said other than Campbell, though, I could be forgetting somebody. Uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Gretzky bailed on that. <laughs> but no, no, no team needs to win like 10 championships in a row or whatever. <laughs> oh, he didn't really. It wasn't his choice. No, I know. I know he got traded. <laughs> but, uh... um, but yeah. But then he never won one again. So that shows you. Hockey is not. is, is a team sport. Yeah. Unlike. Uh, well, I mean, they're all team sports. For the NBA, you can have like two guys, two or three guys, and you can yeah. do it. In hockey, it's. Like right now, the Oilers, the current Oilers, they have two of the best players in the league, and they barely make the playoffs. Anyway, it's time for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. Good, good save, Jeff. <laughs> uh, so not not a lot for me. Um, I got like three quarters of the way through Fast and Furious Nine. Um, wow, I. I'll try to finish it at some point, like this week, I guess. But uh... no, just watch Peacemaker instead. <laughs> I should. I should be watching Peacemaker instead. Yes. Um, 
I I like the Fast and Furious movies, um, but this one I was just it was a lot more eye rolling for me than than some of the other previous entries. Um, I I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, I did not see that. that I, I'd rather see uh, The Rock and Jason Statham doing stupid stuff in cars than than Vin Diesel at this point, um, or Vin Diesel and Tyrese and Ludacris. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Um, Ronda Rousey. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh yeah, uh, it's just more fun for me. Uh, but like they've they've gotten the, the problem with the fast movies is they've gotten so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, God. like well, I mean, you just have to throw the laws of physics out the window. Like that's not my problem with any of this. Um, <laughs> The they've they've gotten so over the top with like who these characters are that there's really nowhere to go from but down with that stuff. Like they they can't really top any of their <laughs> like. There's no villain that's gonna like they they kind of box themselves in. Like they can't have mm-hmm. a villain that's like any better is not the right word, but like kind of after Statham, it's like well, it's just a bunch of jobbers really. And as much as I like John Cena. It's not really fitting the bill, although the, it is it is pretty hilarious that the spoilers that they they've crammed in this whole backstory for for Vin Diesel's character Dom and like him as a like a young man um, and like what happened to his family and stuff and the the actor they got to play him is like a foot taller than Vin Diesel in real life, which is cracking me up because. Um, part of the backstory is again spoilers that uh, John Cena is his brother. Like all this stuff was in the trailers, um, so that John Cena is Dom's little brother, right? Which is which is hilarious in and of itself because like Dom's got to be like the ultimate alpha at everything, so he can't even be like the younger brother. He's got to be the older brother. Um, so they have these flashbacks of this actor that's like not only a f- probably like over a foot taller than than Vin Diesel in real life, but is a foot taller of the the younger version of John Cena, the actor playing him. And then you jump cut to like later on in the movie where they're getting each other's faces and Cena's clearly taller than Vin Diesel. Like <laughs> just, it's just like Vin Diesel was like, no, it's gotta be somebody tall. Like it, it, it just cracks me up. And then there's some eighties feet of strength, which I appreciate that Vin Diesel's doing in this. Um, I don't know how much longer you can keep this going with the, with the dumb, uh, he only has two outfits. He's got the wife beater and the, the the white long john I don't know to call it like oh, like you yeah. know how Alex you used to have big red this would be like big white yeah big uh, white <laughs> that he's rocking um, just the the banter between Tyrese and Ludacris is just awful it's not clever it's not funny uh, which is too bad because like I actually like both those guys like um, you, you know they're Ludicrous, anyways, is just kind of sleepwalking through things. I think, like at least Tyrese Gibson's making a, an effort. But uh... at any rate, I did not finish. Uh, so that's my mini review. <laughs> it, it's it incomplete. Um, so maybe next week I, I will uh, hopefully have something better to say about uh, that that whole endeavor. Uh, is it better than number four? I I couldn't tell you what happens in any of these movies. Like I, I know I've watched them. I'm just kidding. I no, that's where we're joking. Like, do you have to see the first eight to understand what's going on at nine? 
<laughs> Sad that you do. Like, people bitch and complain all the time about the MCU stuff. Yeah. And, and like, how, about how you, oh, you've had to see, like, all these movies to, like, fully get what's going on. And that, that's a fair criticism. It's the same thing with Fast and Furious, which I feel like is, like, a magnitude, like, dumber than anything the MCU's doing. And MCU's got, like, magical space scientist wizards, like, <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is, like, even more ridiculous in, in its own way. Um, yeah, like, you have to, like, there's so many references to, like, previous shit, like, that, that the audience is just supposed to know. Um, but it, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but these movies did make a ton of money, though, so I guess there's some expectation that the, the audience kind of knows what's going on there. Uh, anyways, moving on to, to other ridiculous movies. Um, mm-hmm. Did either of you see The Batman? Nope. No. Okay. Well, did you, it did, did you not. See it? Um, at a strong opening uh, weekend, first run. I'm hearing great things about uh, it. I think, it, I think it's $128 million, at least domestically. So it's like the second biggest like movie since the, the pandemic started. Um, I'm, I'm sure Spider-Man's got to be the number one uh, movie, mm-hmm. but uh, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's yeah. I guess it, it, I haven't looked too closely at the reviews, Jeff. You are you saying just anecdotally from from from? Both. Okay, both. I've heard from a couple people who've seen it. Um, they really liked it, and then yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is 86. Uh, you know, from the real reviews and 89 audience. So I personally, to me, that wasn't too much hype for me, uh, but it looks terrible I, to me. I, I, I've seen it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. There's another Batman movie. Um, I, I like Robert Pattinson a lot as an actor. Um, you know, if, if you look past like the, the twilight saga stuff, like he's, he's, he's done some really good work in, in some things. Um, so I had no problem with like movies... never had any problem with him being being the new Batman. Um, I, I I like uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Um, also, I like her a lot. I like her a lot as 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 an actor. So hers as Catwoman. I'm still not sure who's playing the villains because of all the makeup. Um, Colin Farrell is one of them. I know that. Without, yeah, I won't, we'll yeah. No in, in, anyway, um, you know, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, well, the one the one thing that I have heard from again anecdotally uh, from people is that the this shows Batman in a light of, of him being much more of a detective, which is closer to the comics. Like I, I know next to nothing about the comics, but he's he's supposed to be the world's greatest greatest detective, right? That's his his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just is everything that comes up in the movies. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see that angle of things, um, see this new take on on Bruce Wayne, um, how that's played, um, you know, pretty sparkles. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, yeah, not, yeah does. probably not the the eighty seven thousand person to make that joke. But, uh, the by the way, it's this movie's almost three hours long. Yeah, some that yeah, I did. Somebody was saying that that's that's a bad day for me. <laughs> There's, God, I couldn't even do a seven o'clock showing for that. Uh, it, it, anyway, <laughs> that, that is long. Scott's that's old. A, well, that's that's like five trips to the bathroom for Jeff. So <laughs> depends yeah, on how much okay. I drink beforehand. At least, <laughs> At least two. two. 
Um, so, but yeah, I, I just had that general curiosity though of you know all all the 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 modern Batman's um, to see like where he kind of I, I I don't know that I'm too much interested in actually ranking, but just to kind of see where he stacks up as a Bruce Wayne and as a Batman. Clooney number one, <laughs> not, not kill me. <laughs> No, well, number two. Um, yeah, because I, I think Bale was great when he was putting on the facade as as, as Bruce Wayne. Um, as far as like the being the physical Batman, I, I, I don't know. Uh, probably toss up again between Bale and, and Affleck, I guess. Uh, he probably should have worn hockey. He probably should. Um, yeah, just uh, I'm curious to see. I I don't know that I'm. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I do want to see it just because I don't want that to be looming out there because it's going to be kind of a conversation piece amongst amongst uh, nerds we're, like us. We're going to try to see it this by the, the weekend at the latest, just because yeah, I, I do want to see it, even though I, it doesn't look good. Though. Every time I see the trip, Laura makes fun of me because she's like, "How do you feel about it?" Because I always say this looks terrible. <laughs> but well, I'm ready to be proven wrong. Apropos of nothing, I did see a a panel from I don't I don't know if this was just like a one off. This is part of an actual comic story, but it was, it was Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, and they're all grabbing onto the lasso of truth. And like Superman says, "Oh my, my real name is Kal El or Clark Kent," and then she says, "I'm Diana, the Prince of Themyscira." And Batman says, I'm Batman. <laughs> I thought, thought that was awesome. hilarious. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, anyway, so, yeah, Batman and uh, Fast 9. So, <laughs> um, that's it from me. Uh, Alex, anything mm-hmm. you wanted to, to go over? Yes, I watched the murder bill. Oh, to... And yes, I think I, I mentioned this. Like, which which ones did you see, or did you watch the whole run? I watched okay. the whole run. I'm, I'm up to like the it was f- great. fourth episode, I think. Okay. What is it? Uh, this is uh, a th- <laughs> this is this reminds me a lot of they do this in Korea in in like uh, a Korean um, variety show also, but it, in the Korean versions, it, they're a lot longer and way more elaborate. But in this version, it's just a whole, like, story is rehearsed and, you know, and everything by a lot of the actors. But they have one guest celebrity come in, like, completely cold. And they have to, like, kind of play along and solve a murder mystery with uh, by taking the clues that everybody else is giving them. So I think, I think this is, and at I the think end this is of, based uh, on a British thing, actually, but... Oh okay. Um, I just it just really reminded me of like uh, Busted is also on Netflix and that's a Korean uh, variety show that kind of has this but with a lot more brain teaser puzzles than yeah, everything. To to just kind of elaborate on what Alex is saying, like so. I got it for 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 audience at home. <laughs> Thanks, for, Jeff. For audience at home, so, they got it. Uh, they got it. But yeah, the first episode is with Conan O'Brien, and it's it, they start out strong. <laughs> it's so fucking good. See, it's Conan just ad-libbing everything because he doesn't know shit. And there's uh, and uh, Will Arnett as the lead detective who always has a new partner. 
says, like, I've got a new partner for you every episode. He's like, come on, Chief. Another new partner. It's great. Sounds sounds fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, the episodes are like 20 plus minutes, so they're really easy to power through. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some of the people in here. Some of them look good. Some of them look annoying. But, <laughs> but yeah, I recommend. Okay. All right. I, I think the uh, Kumail Nanjiani episode might be my favorite. <laughs> but they're all awesome. They're all really good. I He's recommend. like the worst one as far as like breaking, though. It's funny, but... Anyway. Uh, eh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, any, anything else, Alex? Uh, nope, that's it. All right. Jeff, where you want to go? Yeah, not much. I continue to watch Ozark. Talk about not fun and depressing. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I. You guys, oh, I forgot. You guys watch this? No, no I've right? seen like the first episode. No, nope, I haven't seen it. Who done it, oh. Jeff? Was it Ozark? The Ozark. Yeah. It was. It was. It's just so. Like I said, it's good. It's just hard to watch. I'm. I'm ready to quit, and Laura won't let us. So. Wow. <laughs> Just like I said, you just feel terrible afterwards. <laughs> uh, but we're almost through season two, um, and then I did start watching uh, Peacemaker. I'm like through three episodes, four episodes. Pretty good. I like it. Uh, John Cena's not a bad actor. I'm surprised. Yeah. I haven't really seen so, him. Yeah, I was telling somebody, even though I've only seen two episodes, like there's really only you know a little bit of spoiler here. He really only has like the one kind of actiony thing that he does toward the the end of the first episode. Most of it's just him being that character, um, and yeah. it is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yep, I'm really enjoying the cast, which I, I, I really know is him and um, Robert Patrick, and he's not even in it that much, at least so far. Uh, yeah, really liking it. So I, I so far I'm agreeing with you guys. Watch it, and uh, I think that's it. Just Eagerly. Eagly, am I right? <laughs> Eagly steals the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, I don't know the spot. I mean, but... <laughs> What's uh, that possum doing Yeah, here? like I said, I, I want to see the Batman. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. And that's it. All right. I think that's everything. Yeah, we all done it. All right, yeah, we did. We finished. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.